Hey y'all, welcome back to BAM, That's God's Word podcast. Today, we're going to be reading Ephesians 3, the super good chapter filled with lots of good stuff. At this point, if you guys haven't listened to Ephesians 1 or 2, um, go ahead and do that now, and you can come back to this anytime. So yeah, let's get into this. So we hope you have been enjoying our podcast, and today, if you don't have your Bibles, just feel free to just listen along, but if you do, go ahead and grab it and listen along. Yeah. So let's get right into it. <clears throat> so Ephesians 3, the first part of it is called the mystery of the gospel revealed. <clears throat> so Paul starts off by saying, and I can just read verse 1, by saying, For this reason, I, Paul, a, p- a prisoner for Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles. So that's the first verse. And I like how he kind of sets an example at the beginning of it. For the Ephesians by being a prisoner for Christ. Like he was so devoted to, to Christ that he was like willing to go to jail for what he believed in. Hmm. Like if that shows dedication, if, if yeah, that's just incredible dedication. dedication. Mm-hmm. To even be willing to like suffer in prison because prison back then was really rough and tough and gross and nasty. So just the fact that he went through that for Christ is just a crazy example. Yeah. I yeah. think it's incredible that he started off this section with that mm-hmm. and he was a prisoner of christ on behalf of the gentiles mm-hmm. so like he was in prison um for christ and then um like for the gentiles too so like in a way that he could um be able to just share the word with them and be like show the gentiles like what he went through and like how that changed him and, like, he can tell the Gentiles, oh, I was in prison, but look at me now. Look at where God has put me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess another point for a note for overall context, our Bible has, it says, Paul shows how to apply the truths he's been teaching. So just talking about how, like, again, pointing out that this is a whole letter and that Paul's trying to really emphasize points that we talked about in Ephesians 1, if you want to go back and listen to that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And this whole section, the um, revelation of the gospel mystery and like the, just the whole mystery of the gospel is Paul um, explaining his calling and ministry as an apostle to the Gentiles. And this, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, verse three, when you read that might be a little confusing. It says how the mystery was made known to me by revelation as I have written briefly. Mm-hmm. So a note in our Bible says mystery. This mystery is now revealed. Christ has come to unify Jews and Gentiles in one body through the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like that was a big problem back then, like um, like with Jews and the Gentiles and who believed in Christ and all of that. Um, and then it says, Christ revealed this mystery to Paul by revelation on the road to Damascus and more fully at other times. So this mystery has come to Paul through a revelation on that road to Damascus. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how he kind of was changed. And, God can change us in miraculous ways, right? Like Paul was traveling on a road and there he saw the mystery and of Christ. Yeah. Also in that note, it says, can you read it one more time for me? Just the beginning part. Yes. With the note. This mystery is now revealed. It says specifically oh. at the beginning, see note on Colossians, uh, no, yeah. Colossians 1, 26, 27, oh. which says, I'll read it. It says, mystery. The mystery refers to God's unfolding plan for the world and for redemption through the Messiah. 
Key aspects of God's plan were hidden for ages and generations. They were a mystery that had to be revealed by God. So just talking about this, how this quote-unquote mystery is the, the coming of Christ and how that what um, you were getting at earlier, like just that point mm-hmm. in context of what's happening in Ephesians. And in verse 4, it says, when you read this, um, you can receive my insight into the mystery of Christ. So he's kind of talking about what he thinks of the mystery of Christ and like his insight on it mm. for the Ephesians. So, Yeah. Um, Moving on in verse 5, which says, sorry, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it now has been revealed to the holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. So on the inner note, our Bible has really good notes that are super helpful. And it says, not made known, the full realization of who Christ was and that extent of the salvation that would come to the gentiles was not clear until after the giving of the spirit so so like christian so like christ so was so great on earth but some people were still confused on like who he actually was and what the purpose and people didn't really understand until after he died and rose again and then the spirit came to fulfill and can keep fulfilling god's promise Mm -hmm. yeah And then in verse 6, it talks about how Gentiles are now fellow heirs and members of the same body um, and of that same promise in Jesus Christ through the gospel. So it's just talking a lot about how um, Jews and Gentiles, like they were once like separated and Mm -hmm. didn't think like Gentiles Mm -hmm. could believe in Christ, but now through Christ they can be united, um, which is cool now because we can think like, oh, if they could be united in Christ, like we can unite with so many different people in Christ as well. And now they can have Christ and have that relationship with God too, which I think Paul is trying to point out that it's not just like Jews anymore, but now the Gentiles also have that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like also connects to day and age today that like everyone has the opportunity to be able to Mm -hmm. know and accept Christ into our hearts. So like if you're out there, I recommend just like going out and sharing the gospel because we really want to, that's our goal as Christians to go out and share what's good and true. Yeah. You know, spread God's word and the yeah. gift that he has for us. Yeah. Moving on to verse seven, which says of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which has given me by, which was given me by the working of his power. So I kind of just thought this was really cool just because anyone can like be given a different gift or such, and, like, each person has their own spiritual gifts, and I really wanted to emphasize that, because I feel like that's important, and many people sometimes forget that, that the fact that we have our own certain gifts. Mm-hmm. And that gift is given from God by his grace and his power, so Paul cannot be preaching, he cannot be um, appearing to these Gentiles, or, um, yeah, and Ephesians mm-hmm. without the church in Ephesus without God, like, he gives us the power and the strength, um, well, his power, Mm. and it's through his grace, right, like, we don't deserve it, but it's just a great thing to be giving him the glory for something that is already finished, it's already done, Christ already died, and now we can serve him, and, like, Mm-hmm. God's still giving us power to do that. Like he yeah. gave us one, the greatest sacrifice ever, which is Jesus. And now he's, he still has to help us. He still has to give us strength and mercy to help keep us doing that, which is just so mm-hmm. great.
gracious. Yeah, and the thing you said about like God's grace, um, and that's what Paul says in verse eight. To me, though, I to me though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given. And so whenever he says that he was the least of all the saints, he is like he's also mentioning back to when he was a persecutor of Christ in his church. And that even though like he might not have been like the best person and like he had a rough past and just persecuting Christ and all that, like God still gave him hmm. grace and just, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Also continuing to nine, it says, and to bring to light for everyone who, what everyone, what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. So like this was saying like the uncertain, like I really like what Maddie was getting at with the unsearchable riches of Christ. Like, Christ has great, amazing gifts and such, and, like, riches. I love how they use that word. Mm -hmm. But then also, Paul really wanted to show the great mystery because he repeats it over and over. Like, the great mystery is such a great thing because, like what we said earlier, it's Christ coming back and, like, God having that plan and revealing it at that later on in time to just be able to give his children a home. Like, because we are God's children, and he wanted us to be with him so that like every single time I hear and talk or read about it like it just it once like I want to focus on that so much because like it really is the reason why we get to be with him in heaven and why as Christians we honor him so much because he did this amazing great thing for us mm -hmm. and he did all of that to like make himself known to us and so that we can have that relationship with him and yeah be able to go to heaven and just be with him and then in verse 10, it talks about the role of the church and making um, that known to other people. It says so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. And then in 11, it says this was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hmm. So it's just basically saying like the church has a responsibility too to make known the mystery Um it says to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places, which the note in our Bible says just angelic beings up in heaven. So just like showing that, like showing like who God is just mm. to everyone. And then, of course, it's still through Christ, which he says in 11. Yeah. In verse 11, I really like that. I'm going to read that. It says, this was according to the internal purpose that he was realized in Christ Jesus, my Lord. In our note in our Bible, it says, eternal purpose, God's redemption in Christ originated in, originated. Urge, originated in eternity with God's manifold wisdom, realized in Christ, God's plan of salvation had to be put into effect with, in human history. And this was accomplished through the work of his incarnated son. So I really think this, like, that verse was just because, like, God put in place, like, having the plan of Christ and going out and putting his son out there as both 100% man and also 100% God. Like, that just awes me every single time. And I feel like it should awe everyone all the time because of how great that gift is that he gave us. Yeah. Um, and then in verse 12, it talks about how we have boldness and confidence through our faith in him and i think that's incredible to remember and to keep in mind because like we don't get this boldness and strength from ourselves like we get it from god and god alone and i think that is just something that's really important i mean i'm sure it was important for the ephesians to hear at the time but i think it's also something that we can apply now 
Mm-hmm. And that boldness not to give up either and lose heart, which he talks about in verse 13. Um, so he says, so I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. So he's saying, like, don't lose heart, don't give up, and just remember um, how, like, what I am suffering for you. Like, I'm suffering for the glory of Christ and want you to know that and not forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on in verse 12, it says, In whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. And then also going on to verse 13, which says, So I ask you not to lose heart over what I'm suffering for you, which is your glory. I think like what you guys are getting at, like this end, like I feel like this ending is really strong in this little section of chapter three with just everything that you said with the boldness and like having the um, realization within verse 11 and then also in 13 like not losing heart like what Addie was saying and like I really think Paul does a really good job with ending and summarizing different paragraphs and such which is really good to emphasize what he's trying to get across in all of his writing yeah he kind he just talks a lot about how the mystery of the gospel was revealed to him and how um the church can reveal it to other people and show that um to the angelic beings in heaven and yeah yeah and then moving on to the next section of chapter three which is prayer for spiritual strength and so this passage starts out with verse 14 which says for this reason i bow my knees before the father and then going on to 15 says from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named and then even continuing on to 16 that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Mm. And so um, I think it's really cool that Paul like has been um, like praying for the Ephesians and like he has been on or they've been on his heart and um, like that. And he's been praying that they may have spiritual strength, like through the spirit, too, which is, I think, a big thing that he's emphasizing there. Yeah, Paul's, like, really emphasizing prayer, and I think prayer is such an amazing tool that, like, as Christians, we can help one another, like, with if we actually can't either physically be with them or can't physically help them. We can pray that God can help them and that whatever is happening can become right. I think many times I try to focus on praying for people because I think that's really important as being Christians and also being brothers and sisters in Christ. We should be helping one another. Yeah, something that really stuck out to me in this section is that from verses 14 to 19, it's one sentence. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't stop. So, um, it's just, like, it just keeps going. Like, um, so it might help to read it over, so I can do that now. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with his power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Yeah. Um, especially towards the end there, I think verses like kind of eight through eighteen through nineteen, just him talking about knowing God's love. Um, especially in verse nineteen, it's just like and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like that's just it just I mean, we can't even wrap our minds around it. It surpasses yeah. knowledge. We can't 
fully understand and grasp how much Christ loves us and the kind of love he has for us. Yeah. yeah. I really like, like we were getting touching on this, but like, I really like 17, like what you were just about saying. Like, I feel like that I highlight that in my Bible because it's just so important and being like rooted and grounded, like what you were saying mm-hmm. in like in love. Like yeah. we we've talked about love a lot in this podcast because God is love. So, so many times in the Bible, it points us back to love because the greatest of commandments is love. Like God is love. And there's so many more things that talks about love, which really points us as Christians. Like we should pay attention to love, like, because it's such an important topic and God just really wants that for everyone, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of 19, it says, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So all these things that Paul just said, um, like it's so that we could be filled with all the fullness of God, that the people in Ephesus could be filled with all the fullness by being grounded, receiving power through the spirit so that Christ may dwell in your hearts um, and have strength to comprehend and to know the love of Christ. Like there's just, like God, there's just so many pieces to God. So like all these things like help to, to uh, help us to be yeah. filled with, yeah. yeah. Looking back at verse 18, it may be confusing because it says, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, 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 wow, and length and height and depth. In our Bible, it has a note that says, in verse 16, Paul speaks of the indwelling spirit and here of the indwelling Christ. This suggests that the spirit and the son are both God. And then the breadth, length, height, and depth says this immeasurable dimensions of God's riches in Christ. I think that's like really important to touch on that first off where it first says that Christ and the spirit are both God, because we need to recognize that, that the Trinity is three in one, that God is three in one, God, the father, God, the son and God, the spirit. And then also the descriptions with the four words is just the measurable dimensions of God's riches. Like the fact that it's like all the length, all the height, all the depth, like it's God's riches are so great and immense that like we need to understand how much he wants, like how much he loves us and how great his riches are for us. Yeah. Yeah. So I like um, verse 19, the first part when it says, and to know the love of Christ, like just to be able to know that love um, and to know Christ and the love that he has for us, like um like there's something somewhere i saw where like you can't or i think it even says in the bible like you can't know god or you can't know god's love until you know god yeah something like that yeah like it's just you have to know god first and then you get like everything that comes with that like his love and his grace and his mercy um and just his father-like state for Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and i think the way that paul ends chapter three um but with verses 20 through 21 um i can read them it says now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us to him be glory in the church and in christ jesus throughout all generations forever and ever amen Hmm. and so i think it's cool in verse 20 how he talks about how god is able to do far more than we ask or think and just the power that he has within us um, yeah. that like he's able to do all that and just the things that he does for us are like just more than we can ask for because he knows what we need and he knows just everything about our lives and yeah, yeah. and then going on to the start 
of 21, which just says, To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Like, God deserves so much glory for everything that he does. Like, the phrase HGA, if you don't know what that is, like, his glory alone. Like, having that plastered on your heart that, like, no matter what we do, everything that we do, everything that we think of, everything we act, everything we listen to should be the purpose of his glory alone. Because in the end, that's what's going to matter. At the end of the day, that's what's going to matter in God's eyes. No matter what earthly things may be, no matter what is to come, God's glory matters the most. So I want you guys to like think on that as you're just setting your minds on what is actually true and right, that God's glory is the best. Yeah, that's good. Um, something relating to that, it says in in 20 into the 21, it says, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory. Hmm. So this stuck out to me, um, like that through God's power and the strength he gives us, we give him glory. Like we are fully dependent on the Father, on God. Hmm. Like we cannot give him glory alone. Like Mm-hmm. everything we do for him everything we do to serve him like he is giving us strength so it's just cool and like different to think about that he's giving us the power and the strength to glorify him mm-hmm. it's just such an unending cycle mm-hmm. and it's yeah. really cool it is yeah it's a great way that he ended the chapter mm-hmm. yeah so we had some great amazing points from this chapter And I recommend going back, like we say in every time, reading it because there are so many good and key points to touch on. And I definitely recommend writing them down. We're very thankful that you stopped by and wanted to listen to our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it. And yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening. And make sure that you go follow us on Instagram at BAMPodcast08. We also have a Pinterest now. So you can find find us at BAMPodcast08 on Instagram. Um, and we post, or not Instagram, sorry, on Pinterest. Um, but also on Instagram. Yeah, also on Instagram. Um, um, and yeah, our and you can email. email us at bampodcast08 at gmail.com. We really, 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 really love hearing from you guys. We love hearing what you thought of our episodes. And um, if you have any questions about anything, and we also love getting prayer requests from you guys and praying for you. Um, it's been something that we've really enjoyed doing together and yeah yeah so thank you so much for listening um come back next week for ephesians 4 which is uh looking it's gonna be really good and yeah thanks for listening and that's it bam Bam!